and all around the country people will be going to little events outside banks, holding up signs, maybe even cutting up their credit cards outside the bank. Because unfortunately, although our big four banks at the time of the Paris Agreement all said they would start to divest from fossil fuels, unfortunately they haven't been doing that, at least not nearly fast enough. So many will remember the call on Westpac and the Commonwealth Bank way back a couple of years to call on them to not fund the Adani mine. That was a, a big thing and there were lots of protests and here in Canberra we had lots of little events outside banks. And, you know, to their credit, both of those banks made statements. They didn't say we won't invest in Adani, they said... I think Westpac's statement was, we won't invest in coal that's below a certain quality. And because the Carmichael mine, the coal that's proposed to be mined, there is not high-quality coal. Senator Canavan will tell you that it's the best, you know, it's almost as good as spinach, but it's not. It's, it's At least as good as sliced bread, though. Oh, yeah. If not better. Maybe. I just had an image of a blackened loaf of bread, like what happens when I put things under the gorilla at my place. Yeah. I'm very good at that. Very good at <laughs> Making coal out of toast. I'm very good at making coal out of toast. Yeah. Anyway, so they did actually step back from funding Adani, but they've continued to finance other fossil fuel projects. So the fabulous group called Market Forces, who is a wonderful group that's set up and it tracks this stuff. You know, for most of us, it's mind-curdlingly boring to think about tracking you know stock market stuff and investment stuff but these guys good on them you know there they are kind of all day and night checking what's going on and they they can let us know they let Mm. us know what's going on which is really great and so they and then they run campaigns like divestment day to try and encourage people to well there's different ways you can do it so you can move your money and we do know the big four are still investing in fossil fuels is the option to move into banks or super funds that are a bit more, well, you used the word ethical before, Scotty. That's, you know, that's that's where the birth of all this stuff came from, the concept of ethical investing. So that's one option is to move money or another one is just to let the bank or super fund know because the more they get feedback, the more they consider changing their policies. Yeah, I mean, by the time somebody gets off their bum and makes the call and figured out what they're going to say and starts complaining about something, there's probably a hundred other people who are thinking about it that haven't made that action. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I think, you know, and divestment's one of those tricky things. It's not always easy, you know. For example, if you've got a mortgage and you discover that the financial institution that you've got that mortgage with is investing in fossil fuels, you know, it might be difficult or it might be expensive to move that mortgage, but that's where you can just keep being like a, a gnat or a mozzie, and just keep, you know, buzzing around and, and saying, come on, come on, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of moving, I'm thinking of moving, you know, if you want to keep me as a customer, then, you know, review your practices. So later on, not too far away, we're going to have Maggie McEwen from Market Forces, who's going to join us by phone and tell us what's planned for divestment day. She'll be yeah. here in a couple of minutes. Now, Many of us would know, 
Yes, with way, you know, more than a century ago, there were um, financial institutions like, for example, the Quakers. And even earlier back, you know, people who were Quakers who said, well, we're not funding slavery. We're not funding arms manufacture. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. funding tobacco. We're not funding alcohol. You know, and so that whole concept of what what used to be called ethical investing, it probably still is, you know, meant that different institutions would put what they call screens over their portfolios. So, you know, they're sort of a truism or a, a motto in the investment community that you need to spread your investments as far as possible to keep it safe. But then they can put a screen over the top and say, well, okay, we're not going to you know, invest in that company because, you know, they are associated with tobacco or with all the various nasties, depending on the perspective of of the fund and of the people who were investing. And then I, I want to talk just very briefly about an amazing woman called Tessa Tennant who um, set up the first green investment fund in the UK in 1988. And she was just the most incredible leader in this field. And she came to Australia a few times and and spoke here and helped set up different organisations here and really supported ethical funds in Australia. She sadly died a few years ago of cancer. So so there's a long history. Sorry, I'm burbling on. I can see. See, look, Scotty's eyeballs are starting to spin. This is what happens (laughs) when you start talking about mullows. But, uh, well, let's let's talk about Bill McKibben then. You know, Bill McKibben, academic writer in the US. In 2012, I think it was, he and a bunch of students at the college he was at in Vermont started um, asking their university to uh, divest from fossil fuels. And from there... It spread gradually across the whole country. And, you know, it was like, well, no, that was 2007, I just noticed. It was 2007 that Bill McKibben called on the university to divest. And then by 2012, he had set up 350.org and it was like a global thing. I wanted to do a quote from Bill McKibben. And this was in 2012. He said, We need to view the fossil fuel industry in a new light. It has become a rogue industry, reckless like no other force on earth. It is public enemy number one to the survival of our planetary civilization. So, you know, he wasn't mucking around. He wasn't mincing words. I mean, interestingly, the whole divestment movement, by September 2019, there was 11 trillion US dollars had been divested globally from pension funds and banks, etc. So that's a, you know, that's a huge impact on the finance sector and on those companies. Um, and I think one of the things that's, you know, been an issue is how to do this in an orderly way, how to, because how to, we don't, you know, nobody wants to crash the whole system. Well, except maybe Scotty when his eyes stop spinning. But, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Just create a new one. That's right. He just wants to create a new problem. That's right. That's this right. This system was perfectly capable of destroying itself. Well, you're, uh, well, there's a bit of evidence of that around, isn't there? So, you know, again, Bill said a few years ago, it was quoting the governor of the Bank of England at the time, Mark Carney, who was warning about stranded assets, that coal, gas and oil 
they need to be left in the ground because it's like it's this huge carbon bubble that far exceeds the housing bubble that sparked the the GFC, the global financial crisis in 2008. Gosh, it is so long ago. So I think let's go to a song, Scotty, while we... um, Locate our wonderful guest on the phone. All right, an oldie but a goodie. The, uh, the Doors with Ship of Fools. You're on Community Radio, 2XX 98.3 FM. The dinghy, the life raft in the Ship of Fools. Um, and you're with Scotty, you're with Annie, and we're now with Maggie. G'day, Maggie, are you there? How's it going? Good, good, good. Great to hear you. So, Maggie, it's Annie here. Um, Thanks so much for joining us this morning. So this is Maggie McEwen from Market Forces, who's kindly phoned in from out of town to tell us a bit about Divestment Day. So, Maggie, we've said that it's on on the 20th of March. Would you like to tell us a little more about it? Yeah, thanks, Annie, and thanks so much for having me. Um, we're really excited about Divestment Day. It's something that Market Forces has helped power here in Australia um, for a few years. Uh, our last one was in 2016, where we saw thousands of people across the country all turn out to close their accounts with the big four banks. And that's what we're doing again this year. We're uh, getting heaps of customers, but we're extending it to also community members to come out on March 20 and and support other customers in closing their accounts. Um, The big four banks have been put on notice like time and time again by our supporters and um, opportunities like Divestment Day mean that people can come out together and and, and feel that energy in, um, you know, taking collective collective action in, in sending a really powerful message to the banks that we're, you know, really sick and tired of their billions and billions of dollars that they're lending to the fossil fuel industry. Mm, that's right. I think um, we were just saying before before you joined us that at the time of the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015, I think all of our big four banks agreed that they would phase out their fossil fuel investments, but it's not looking like they're doing it or if they're doing it, they're, they're being far too slow. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're exactly right, Annie. In 2015, we saw that, um, you know, huge international sign-on to the Paris Agreement to limit global warming to two degrees, and now it's been set as 1.5 degrees. And, yeah, exactly. The big four banks, so Westpac, Commonwealth, ANZ and NAB, all agreed to uphold the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015, uh, but since that time, um, we've seen, you know, it's, they may have agreed on paper, but uh, collectively, in, in signing on to the Paris Climate Agreement, we've seen the big four banks lend $35.4 billion um, to the fossil fuel industry. And, you know, we saw a huge year of um, fossil fuel lending from the big four banks in 2018. So actually, between... Um, 2016 and 2018, there was a huge increase in lending from the big four banks. So, um, yeah, the strength of that commitment to the Paris Climate Agreement from our big four banks is um, one that we're looking very closely at. Yeah, it's really disappointing, isn't it, given that, um, you know, we've, as you said, there's been divestment days in the past and there was the big stop at Arnie call 
for Westpac and the Commonwealth to not fund the mine. And they did find ways to agree not to fund it without actually explicitly saying they wouldn't fund it. But, but you know, so that's, you know, the community's called them to account already, you know, several years ago, and they've made their own promises. And now they're kind of, you know, it's really bizarre, isn't it? I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm having, Scotty and I are having one of those, you know, moments where we just go, what the? Yeah, no, you're right, Annie. It, it, um, it's really tricky in these campaigns because we do see um, incremental change and incremental announcements come from the banks. So like you said, um, in 2017, Westpac um, set its climate action plan, which it releases every three years. And in that 2017 plan, of course, they'd been feeling, you know, a year, a year of campaigning and really amazing community mobilisations against them. So, yeah, in that plan in 2017, they ruled out um, funding low-quality thermal coal projects. And like you said, that was a way of ruling out the Adani mine without actually saying it. Um, but then, you know, every six months and every 12 months, market forces doesn't update to our bank lending data and like we're lucky that we we have the research team to be able to you know dive into those numbers and really like um hold a magnifying glass to what that bank lending is because it's still it's really difficult information for the community to like find on their own it's not um numbers that the that the banks like put out loud and clear it's, it's numbers that really need diving into and and that's what we see every 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 year. Uh, it's just a shock to see these huge um, lending figures that the that the banks are are, are lending. And um, yeah, so like Westpac specifically is coming up to that three year policy update in its cycle. So that's why right now we're we're really pushing Westpac again to to set a policy that. Um, you know, at least matches what we saw Combank come out with um, mid last year, which ruled out lending to thermal coal by the year 2030, which um, does align with those um, Paris climate goals. So we're hoping that Westpac can at least, um, you know, meet what Combank has done, um, but we're pushing them to go one better and to, to rule out any lending to any fossil fuel projects that expand the scale of of the industry. Um, so we'll just, we'll see how we go. The campaign's building and that's why Divestment Day next week is, is so exciting and so important. And that's a really good approach that you're taking, isn't it, to say we want them to rule out funding any new projects because that's not, um, you know, you're not saying stop all coal right now, you know, even though we'd all love to see that. We know that there's big, big impacts on the workers. But, you know, surely the first step in, in stepping out of fossil fuels is to stop the exploration and stop the new fields happening. I mean, that's partly why there's been so much work for so long about Adani, because it's a new project and, you know, it's the, it's the old <laughs> stop the beast before it, you know, emerges. Um, we, we, yeah. We, yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, Adani being such a huge greenfield project is alone terrifying, but the fact that it would, you know, unlock the Galilee Basin 
um, this low quality thermal coal reserve that you know the, the world simply can't afford to open up. But I think um, the thing that is going to be really tricky campaigning going forward is that um, the the threat of the gas industry um, opening up in Australia is um, like something very near on our doorstep and something that we do need to start talking more about. Um, we've seen Westpac and ANZ and all the big banks uh, increasing their lending to oil and gas projects here in Australia. And um, just last year, um, Westpac lent $110 million to Woodside Petroleum, which is the company that wants to open up the gas basin um, over in the, the Borough Pub in northern Western Australia. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, obviously winding up and um, certainly not expanding any thermal coal is quite, um, like, the community narrative around that has been strong. Mm. Um, the mm. threat of this massive gas expansion in Australia is something that, um you know, we're certainly looking at and, and we're, we're keeping a close eye on the bank lending there as well. So if people, um, we were talking earlier about sometimes people have things like mortgages that are difficult to move mm. and we were saying, well, if, you know, if you can't, you know, if it's expensive or you feel you can't change, what you can do is contact the organisation, the financial institution and really just hound them. <laughs> um you know, so in terms of people will come on the 20th outside mm. the bank and, and close their accounts and, and maybe some people will enjoy cutting up their credit cards and, and <laughs> ma you know, marking the end of that relationship. But mm. for other people, even just to phone and email is probably useful too, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we, we really encourage people to um, email and phone and write to um, maybe their local branch, branch managers where they've opened accounts or to the sustainability um, department of, of Westpac. Like, there's, there's heaps of ways that, um, you know, divestment, as you said, is a, is a really big move and can be, can be difficult. Um, but we really encourage people to take the opportunity wherever they can to let their banks know that um, their investments do not align with the values that, that, they, um, that they have and, uh, mm. yeah, I think um, if you can't make it out to divestment day next week, there are plenty of ways that you can still send a message to um, the big four banks to let them know that they need to stop lending to fossil fuels. So tell us a bit more about what will happen on March 20, Maggie. Um, it'll be happening all around the country, won't it? That's right. So we've got 11 locations um, across the country from... Brisbane to Lismore, Newcastle, we've got Perth and Wagga Wagga. And of course, there in Canberra, you've got an amazing crew of people who will be taking actions throughout the week. It sounds like there'll be Sopadani actions and even um, an action the morning of um, March 20 before you head to the bank. Awesome, you guys in Canberra. <laughs> um, yeah, so on, on March 20, we'll be gathering at like Westpac head office in Sydney and in Melbourne as well, where we'll hear from speakers. We're hoping we've, we've organised to get um, a representative from Bushfire Survivors for Climate Action, led by the amazing Joe Dodds out of Vega. Um, she'll be in Sydney to 
tell her story about um, what happened to their community in a in the bushfire season, I think two years ago. And of course, she's been continuing to reach out to bushfire survivors in impacted communities um, to hear and share their stories. And more often than not, we find those people um, are really very very attuned to what's happening with the climate. They they see what they see the changes that are happening in their backyards, and they're you know they're sick of um, huge financial institutions sinking billions of dollars into the fossil fuel industry that's that's really intensifying the extreme weather that we're facing. Um, so yeah, we'll have uh, the bushfire survivors for climate action represented at these um, divestment days, and they're they're calling on the big banks to stop lending to fossil fuels. So. That's why this divestment day um, isn't just for customers. It's really for all of the community who um, have been... We've, we've since this, like, really scary summer of extreme weather, we've had heaps of people reaching out to us asking, like, what what small things they can do with their, with their own, um, you know, assets and investments. And uh, I think that's why... We really wanted to link this divestment day to the broader community. Like clearly, there's um, there's appetite um, for people in the community who haven't maybe um, done this kind of thing before. So um, yeah, this divestment day will be one like customers closing their accounts and saying that like they've been emailing, they've been calling. This is the final. They, they're ready to divest, mm. and it'll also be community members being there in support of those customers and in support of those bushfire survivors who are calling on the bank to, to stop lending to fossil fuels. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I just had a bit of an inkling when you guys were talking about moving your mortgage, and uh, it's not actually as complicated as, as it might seem to start with. There's, um, I think there's one of the ex-credit unions that's now got bank in its name, the Bank Australia one, they, they would, they'll, they'll walk you through it and it's not hard. Mm. Um, so mm. that's that's a, a really legitimate option too. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Scotty. I, I, I was at a, actually at a divestment day, it must have been 2016, the one you were mentioning, Maggie, and someone did come up and ask me, well, it's going to be really hard to move my mortgage. And um, I, I felt a bit flummoxed. <laughs> I said, well, you know, m- maybe you can talk to some of these institutions that are not investing in fossil fuels and just get some advice from them about how to transfer. Um, sometimes there's costs involved, but, you know, it's all... Everyone's got to do their own research on on, on it. And, look, just on that research, I, I just wanted to say how incredibly grateful I am that market forces exists. We, we were talking before you came on, Maggie, and saying, you know, there's all, there's all these boffins, you know, in, in the market forces office and day and night they are looking at all the things that the rest of us do not want to look at, like stock market information and, in you know, combing through the records of banks and super funds, all the things that the rest of us would, you know, rather not have anything to do with and we're just really incredibly grateful that you're doing that and publishing it and making it easy for people to Mm. learn what's going on. Yeah, I was um, stoked to join the Market Forces team last year and I every day I sing the praises of of our research team who do um, put in those hard yards to make it really simple for people to 
not just understand, but to, to take action. And um, yeah, they um, the, when you uh, in reference to those like switching banks, like it's it's tricky, and and not every bank will be the same. But we do have a guide on Market Forces website. If if you just Google um, Market Forces uh, switch your bank guide. Uh, it's got a couple of steps there about um, how to start having those conversations with your bank. But yeah, as you said, every every bank is different, and um, Scotty, some banks it's really really easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's there's you know not a, there's not a huge rush in this divestment journey, right? Like if each person will do their research, and along the way, that's opportunities to to be sending those emails to your bank and say like look I'm I'm actively researching how to make the switch have you got anything that you can uh, mm. have you know this is a point for you to um, start stepping up your ambition on your climate policy um, yeah and yeah the the market forces team is sensational um, in, in in bringing that information together and and, and, and getting it out to the world and it's been very exciting working with the team. And, and Maggie, did you were you in, involved in climate action before, or is this a whole new adventure for you? I um, previously have been working in the Stop Adani campaign in North Queensland, and have landed myself um, now here with the Market Forces team. So it's been a really interesting journey. Actually, your name was very familiar because I was thinking. Is that Mackay Conservation Council was what came up? Is that where you worked before? That's right, yeah. yeah. So I was um, working with ACF during the climate election and after that, that election last year, I was like, time for a change and chopped all my hair off. So oh, that's what <laughs> it that's was. That's, that's what it was because I did look at your picture and I was like, is that the Maggie from Mackay? I'm not sure. Anyway. But, yeah, it's been um, a really exciting um climate activist journey um, for me. It was great starting up in North Queensland um, where I spent lots of time on the reef and, and with small communities there who had a huge role in, in stopping the um, dredging at Abbott Point that was going to be dumped on the beautiful Taley Valley wetlands. That was a tiny community there in Early Beach and, you know, getting to, to, to learn how they organised with them was fantastic and since then, going to the Mackay Conservation Group, where I could really take the reins of the Stoppadani campaign there. And, uh, yeah, now here at Market Forces, which is fantastic, because I get to both work on uh, the bank campaigning and our big divestment actions, but also um, help with the Stoppadani contractors campaign. So, um, right now, uh, Stoppadani are... are, are concentrating their efforts on Marsh, the insurance broker that is, yeah, brokering for Adani. So really, really exciting um, journey that I've had, but, you know, very big, um, important campaigns and targets that we that I've been able to work on. And it's awesome to be able to do it with people like yourself, Annie. <laughs> so basically, if, if you're in Canberra um, on... Friday the 20th of March um, and you'd like to come and support this event which is really calling on the banks and we're starting as, as uh, Maggie's explained we're starting with Westpac because they've been the most naughty um, but <laughs> we'll probably progress around the block because I, I think definitely 
NAB and Commonwealth Bank are within a fairly close um, proximity to Westpac. Um, and we'll walk around um, to all of those banks and people can have the option of going in and closing accounts or even just going in and chatting with the tellers about why divestment's really important. So, um, Maggie, we know you've got to head off to a meeting now, so we'll say thank you so much for coming on the show and good luck with Divestment Day. I hope it's a real fantastic event. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Scotty and Annie. And, yeah, Divestment, the Canberra crew are doing a really great job at um, organising the event, and as you said, the, a lot of the branches are all within close proximity there in Canberra. And um, I will just quickly note that we will be sending through if there are any updates or changes uh, with the um, COVID-19 um, yeah. spread. But I, we, we're keeping close eye on um, the, the best medical recommendations, and um, we feel that a lot of the regional... Um, actions will be at lower risk, but I think Canberra crew uh, will, will, will stay in touch and I think um, we'll just take the best precautions yeah. um, in the week ahead. I think, um, I guess if everyone makes sure they stand one metre apart from each other and no kissing and canoodling outside <laughs> the bank. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think all around the country people are trying to work this out, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. Well, Thank you very much again um, and have a great uh, week of action next week and a great divestment day in Canberra. Thank you, Maggie. No Thanks. Worries. Bye. Bye.